We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Friend of the show, Sylvia Sage. Now, uh, and I love movie titles. Like, this is one of my favorite things. I've become super desensitized to perversion in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I now find, like, school nurse, cougarific, what would your parents think? Leading questions. This is part of the uh, Girls' Way originals. Uh, noise complaint, tempted by the babysitter, mommy's boy four, mommy's girl, oh, you shouldn't have, oh, you're all I need, truth or dare training, peace offering, uh, women loving girls, number five, how she likes it, teacher F's teens, uh, a fine young man, mother-daughter exchange club 61, the art of kissing, the devil at my door, holding out and giving in, sex therapist, sweet center, tight pants, student-teacher relations, sexual tension, stuck indoors together, lesbian legal 18, lesbian stepdaughters, hot nights too, lesbian seductions, older, younger, 71. These are all fine titles. Some of my absolute favorites. Uh, and Sylvie's, she's one of those girls you'll meet. It's pretty rare. Great sense of humor. Actually, fantastic stand-up. She's got a podcast, but it's her birthday month. And she is celebrating by letting you look at her on OnlyFans. Born March 5th, our next guest is a native of Grain Valley, Missouri who, after working as an X-ray tech for a decade, moved to Hollywood to pursue a career in stand-up comedy, eventually making the move to adult film, with titles such as, Busty Melts, Moms on Moms, Different Wives Different Lives, and many more, as well as hosting the podcast, Sexy Funny Raw, and boasting over 100,000 subscribers on her OnlyFans page. Please welcome, Sylvia Sage. Hey Sylvia, how have you been young lady? Hello, hello, I'm doing great. How have you all been? Good. Hey, happy birthday. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I, uh, I've been in recovery mode, but uh, I feel like I'm back to life today, so it's good. You uh, So it's your whole birthday month. Jake was telling me that uh, because it's your birthday, you're giving the uh, OnlyFans a chance to join your subscription for free? I am. Yeah, this is, this is the time. It's a, it's a little celebration from me to my fans to uh, kind of sign up for free, see what I'm offering, and hopefully you stick around for um, more months to come. I think this is such a, a fantastic, weird phenomenon, but it's it's social media for perverts, and, and I say that with love. You know, it's a, yeah. it's a way to get close to somebody, and so you own it all. It's all yours. You just you pay the platform a little bit for being there, but everything you do is is what you decide. So you join the subscription service if you guys haven't seen this, and anyone can do it then you get to see these photographs or videos. But what you find normally is then if they tip, if they send you some money, then there's there's some kind of deeper stuff in there, some personal stuff. You can kind of work out whatever you want to see. And uh, I assume that you, are, you also are open to that. Oh, yeah. I'm open to everything. And you know what's funny is you mentioned that it's like a social media for perverts, which it is, and uh, I love my perverts. But I will tell you, it's for other things as well. Like, I have a lot of people who don't want to see sexuality on there. They're asking for, you know, specifics of just wanting to have a general conversation or just get to know me on a more personal level without the sex. So I think it's really just getting to know your, your, you know, your star or whoever it is, sure. your favorite performer, getting to know them on like a more personal level. So it definitely is a way for them to feel more like a friend than a fan. So it's, it's like a connecting site more than anything. But, but you know... I, I'm cynical. No, it changed my life. Now, I don't know how many of the viewers know I actually did a, um, a Hulu documentary on OnlyFans. 
recently came out in 2021, I believe. Um, but it just changed the game. <laughs> for well, no me. doubt. No doubt uh, it having, does. Yeah, having your name spelled out and your profile put up for millions of people to see, it uh, changed my bankroll uh, definitely pretty significantly <laughs> for well, me. Yeah. So it, it, I couldn't be more thankful to the site. Of course. Well, the OnlyFans is such an interesting idea because it does put you in control. Uh, you know, yeah. people, I mean, we, there's all the arguments against pornography that uh, it's objectifies women, it, it's, uh, you know, that they're, right. the money doesn't go to them, that they're not in control of this. And I'm like, I assure you, they're very much in control of this. And Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and I love the idea of this because it is, uh, you know, I think I'm cynical. I tend to think the guys who want to be friends, friends, like they want a, a non-sexual relationship with you, are eventually going to get around to whatever they're really looking for. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and again, I, and I'm okay with that. When I say pervert, degenerate, like I don't, those are not derogatory in my head at all. I'm those like, are look, my friends. Yeah. yeah, look, we're all weird. We all want to get laid. Everybody who has a, their own sexuality. You knew when you were in Kansas oh, yeah. City working as an x ray tech, you knew mm-hmm. that you were bored. You were bored of this life. You're bored of that suburban, what was being offered to you. And there had to be something else out there. And you were, you were, uh, and this is what you shared with us, that, that you were turned on by public sex, you, the idea of getting caught, yeah. and that kind of walked you down a different path. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think for a lot of people, like, it's um, it's the tabooness of sex in general that makes it so alluring. I mean, I know for me, specifically, there isn't a time I drive through um, any residential areas at night where I'm not hoping for an open window with somebody getting down, you know? Right. So I totally. think that's... I think that's just a natural, um, yeah, a natural inquiry that I'm like looking for. I think everyone's kind of looking for that. It's like you want to just have that peek into somebody's life into their naughty styles because we all have secrets, you know. And finding out somebody's secrets is, you know, uh, nothing better than that. You feel like you just get to have a little insider scoop, and that's exactly what I'm giving. People. That's why we love homemade porn. We love, Jake and I were talking about this, homemade porn's our favorite because it seems so much more possible than the, than the perfect, and look, I love a good perfectly shot porn movie as much as the next guy, but it, there is something about that, that ultra-personal, maybe the, the lighting's a little off, but you can tell that it's not done professionally, that somehow makes it a lot hotter. Well, and you can tell that those two people definitely want to be having sex with each other. The right. thing about working for a studio, and I always told people this, is I don't know most of these people. You know, now I've been in the industry for uh, eight years. I know most of the talent, but it's an industry where people are coming in and out every day. So you're constantly meeting people, and then 20 minutes later, you're, you know, involved in an intercourse. So it's, uh, it's definitely sometimes you there isn't the connection, there isn't the chemistry there, as opposed to the stuff I'm shooting for myself. It's people that I am like, okay, get, get over here. Let's make some magic happen. And, and as the same, and as, when I was working for studio work, there was a lot of things that necessarily I wasn't comfortable with. So it was a lot more of me just like kind of faking it till I make it, you know, orgasms. Um, are not necessarily always real uh, when I'm shooting for a studio. However, when they're in my home, they're 100% real. Yeah. So I'm just making better content for myself. That's that's the gist of the whole thing. And I think it's, 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 you know, because, you, listen, you're obviously fine. You're, you're uh, in control of your world. You know exactly what you, you want to get done, how you're going to get it done, and you work hard at it. And that being said, yeah. this the porn world, it's not conducive to a civilian relationship like a guy who's outside, yeah, a guy who's outside the porn industry, it's, listen, I want to tell you I'm as cool as the other side of the pillow, but it would eventually, I'd go, so she's going to work, and I know it's her job, I have no issue with this, and then you just start, as a male, your ego, you just start rolling it around your head, she's getting pounded today, <laughs> you're like, God damn it. Of course, of and, course, and then you have to throw in the fact that, of course, when you're thinking of pornography, you're thinking of abnormally large right. Um, right. things as well, so... There's that aspect of, like, is she going to feel me when she comes home? So That's right. I definitely understand that. But, uh, yeah, the nice thing about OnlyFans is uh, I can do it with the person I'm actually intimate with and just avoid seeing their face or throw a mask on them or whatever. You know, I can uh, – there are people on my OnlyFans who are definitely not stars. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Have you ever banged a fan? That Was it just a straight fan and you said, I find him attractive, I will. I will do this. 
Uh, I always say to that, uh, I only bang fans. Because if you're not a fan of my work, you're definitely not seeing <laughs> Oh, there you go. Have you ever... If I'm not what you're watching, then I don't need you to be here in person. Have you ever gone on a date with a guy who didn't know what you do for a living? Um, you know, I don't think so. Um, I feel like I've had to kind of explain it more in depth, but I am very forthright about what I do. There, it's usually, you know, one of the first things that comes up in conversation just because everything I do is so surrounding the adult world, not only for um, just being an adult actress, but my podcast is very sexually charged as well. It's a sex education podcast. And my comedy is done under the name Sylvia Sage, and it's all based on my life experiences, coming from medicine and then coming into stand-up comedy and then eventually um, finding my way into adults. So all of that is talked about. So there isn't any aspect of my life where the porn is hidden. So there's never a moment where I'm on a date and some guy's like, what? I had no idea. Because you know the moment you meet me. It's pretty much just I plaster it all over my body. Well, and you're, yeah, you're wide open. And, and you're very, you know, you don't have skeletons. Like, you are who you are. And I think that's the only way you right. can live. And it's the only way you can survive this world anyway. But oh, well, yeah. you got to go ahead. I mean, people are going to label you one way or the other. So you can either sure. be afraid of your label or you can wear it very proudly. I always joke to people, you know, if people would have told me I was, you know, so smart and so brilliant, I might have been an engineer, but uh, living in Green Valley, all I was ever told was how slutty I was. I was put on the dirty.com more times than I can mention. Uh, so I ran with it. Uh, you guys gave me a title, and I stuck it out, and I uh, made myself a millionaire with that title. So <laughs> Yeah, well, that, that's right, man. Listen, if you can't hurt me. You know, it's just one of those things, once your secrets right. are out, you just go, you can't, there's nothing you can say. And I, by the way, I don't care what you think about me. And, and you, right. if you can get to that place... You know, suddenly the way you do stuff changes completely because, you know, dealing with yeah. the shame of you, of this of this world, this culture, that your surroundings, it's it's absurd. It's it's silly. People, yeah. like, they're, we're all equally as dirty as the next human being. Uh, oh, of course. And it, it's always about fear or jealousy. Like, a girl wants to call you a slut or dirty. You go, <laughs> just, uh, it's almost always a girl with a fat ass. It's, it's just, it's like George Carlin said. Have you ever noticed women who are against abortion are women you wouldn't want to F anyway? <laughs> right. So it's just, it's, you, know, you got to live authentically. And this is as yeah. legitimately a way to go as I can imagine. Now, when you tell me this, though, I want to talk about, like, because I always thought, I thought about this after you left. You are, a, a, I think, a little closed off in terms of uh, being open to a relationship with a guy. Because I think you've got so yeah. much on your plate that you don't yeah. want a relationship. But everybody gets lonely. Like, so you, you let a guy in. Have you ever lived in a guy where you go, God damn it, another weirdo? Like, he's just another psycho. Like, be, because you're, forget about what you do for a living, but being famous, I think, brings out the psychos. Uh, yeah, it definitely does. And uh, uh, unfortunately, on every aspect, not even in my, in my dating world, even professionally, um, you know, outside of pornography, I was looking to do some um, more mainstream things with some different people. And even then, people within that corporate community kind of turned into a, uh, um, a more sadistic approach uh, right. <laughs> and had to cut off business ties there. So it definitely, people creep into that. Because I think the problem with being an adult uh, film actress is people kind of take away the person aspect and yeah. it becomes more of, a, a, more of a fantasy. So I don't exist in real life to a lot of people. So Stepping over my personal boundaries is something that people are really good at, which is, again, why I feel that dating isn't really, not my time. <laughs> no, no, it'll, it'll come. It'll, it'll happen. Look, there's a, there's, and for the record, there's a gazillion guys out there who are too busy trying to build their career to start their family, too busy trying to right. be in their band, to become an actor, to do whatever they're doing. And they're like, look, I got to devote my time to this. And nobody blinks an eye, you know? So it's. It's yeah. it's just the way it is. You, uh, I, you know, with this, and I think to myself, I have friends who I uh, like. They remodel houses or they're construction guys, and they're always the guys who have undone remodeling jobs at their own houses. Everybody else's work gets done by the time they come home. They don't want that business anymore. So I was yeah. like, I, so in your relationships, would you say the guy's going to get a lot of sex, or he's going to get less sex than you would think, just because you're like, hey man, I just did this all day. 
Oh, no, 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 no. Um, definitely in a relationship with me, you're going to get a lot of sex. At the end of the day, I'm still a woman in my late 30s. <laughs> so my sex drive is that of a 17-year-old boy. So uh, it's a pretty consistent thing for me. Nice. I mean, my job is literally sex. Uh, my job is to masturbate. So luckily, uh, it works out really well for me because anytime I'm feeling horny, I just go into my bedroom and make thousands of dollars. Um, so, Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it's, uh, it's really turned out nice for me. But I would say, if I am dating someone, it is a a twenty four seven job. The last man I actually attempted dating, I think I was well over his sexual appetite as well. So uh, he a, he couldn't keep up. I, what, I have a large one. We'll say that. <laughs> now, will you bring uh, you'll bring girls home, and you're okay with that? You know, um, I am not necessarily a sharer in a relationship. But if it were outside of a relationship, if it were, um, like, open in a friend type of situation, yes, I'm 100% okay with, with women. I will say I never thought of myself as a lesbian, and I still don't. I think of myself as more of a pansexual. Uh, and I wouldn't want to date a woman, um, but I definitely see the sexual desire <laughs> and, and why it is so strong for people to have multiple people. I I will say being in pornography made me really question um, what a relationship should look like in general. It made me really question if we're all meant to have only the one sexual partner or if we're meant to be more open with our relationship. Well, we don't want to. We, we only close off ourselves sexually from others because we don't want someone to take what we want to keep. Right. It becomes like an ownership thing, though, at that It really point, does. You know? Yeah, no, but it really is, though. I mean, why do you think love, honor, and obey? Why do you have to get married? Why does it, right. you don't bang anybody? Because you know what? Because as a guy, you're like, well, I really like that. That was super fun. I'd done this 10, 200 times. I only done this three times. I think I'm going to go over here exactly. the third time. Yeah. Exactly. But for me now, I've gotten to a different mental place, though, just because of of being able to be with so many sexual partners and seeing the beauty in different people. I think there's a different connection that you have um, with somebody's soul than you do with them sexually. Sure. And I don't know. I'm, I'm definitely on the fence uh, for monogamy because I, I just don't know. I think you can have monogamy of the soul without having monogamy in sex. <laughs> no, no, listen, I believe you can do it. I, on the other hand, am terrified. Like, there's no way I could ever be a swinger. Right. There's no chance. There's no way I'm going to look over there and some guy, you know, he's 10 years younger than me and he's built and he's huge crank and he's just beating, just beating that thing like it owes him money. And you just go, Jesus Christ, I can't watch this. This is terrible. I already, I already hate myself enough. There's no way I'm going to watch that. Yeah, but you don't have to watch it. But what you do in that sense is when your wife is going off and banging some dude, uh, 10 years younger, then you go off and you bang some chick 10 years younger. And I promise you, both of you will come back and go, yeah, that wasn't that wasn't awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I, I will tell you, there's a difference between sex and making love, also, and I think everyone knows that. There's a connection with with the person that you're, you know, your soulmate or whatever. But there's a sexual thing that can just be like a touch and go. You know, there's that there's that instant chemistry that that's why cheating on a spouse is so freaking hot. It's because it's not. It's that one moment, you know, that you're not supposed to do it where your emotions are just so high. If you could just f*** this person. Oh, I'm sorry. I probably shouldn't say that. If you could just bang this person really quick and then get back to your normal life. You right. Know, there's something, like, so satisfying in that. But oh, again, I, look, I get it, but I'll tell you what, girlfriends, as a rule, don't get that. You're like, look, it didn't mean anything. I was basically just masturbating with her head. And, and, exactly. And they're like, uh-huh, you're out. I mean, there's, there's, yeah. Nikki, if Mike came home and goes, listen, it didn't mean anything to me. I was just using her mouth. I understand that. I'm going to take half your stuff, donate it to someone, and it will mean something <laughs> to me. But that's what I will say, but that's the difference in, like, um, yeah. what society has taught us and then what I've learned being uh, in adult films. I feel like moving out here and, like, living this lifestyle, I now have such a different, like, mindset as to what, we are supposed to do as human systems sure. in general. You no, know? I think a lot of people, especially in the Midwest, because that's how you're just born and raised, is you you know, grow up, you go to school, and then you get married, and you have your 2.5 kids and your dog and your wife to the fence, and, and then you just live this until you die. 
and there's a different way to do it. <laughs> no, it, it you know what? And I, I, I'm wholeheartedly in your camp with this. You got to be who you want to be. And it, where people go weird, where you see the hardcore perverts and the freaks and the, and the people who get really destructive with sex, it's the right. people who try to portray this other image. And on the inside, right. they're boiling with this weird sexuality and it goes dark on them. Because they can't let it out. And so it just builds up and they get weird. The the kids right there. Right. Yeah. Too much built up. You know, no, you, you, you gotta, you, you know, that's, you're going to get one or the other. You're going to let a little steam off all the time or you're going to wait for the big explosion. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, and uh, I think we've all watched the big explosions play out on TV time and time again. Yes. <laughs> I, uh, have you run across any uh, super degenerate rock stars or uh, actors? You don't have to name names, but I mean, we go, wow, you really are dirty, dirty. Um. Oh, absolutely. Um. <laughs> I mean, it is still Hollywood. And the thing about Hollywood is um, once you start making it, the money is uh, nonstop. So the money will just roll in and people are still used to living these basic lives of struggle. So they've, you know, they've built these, these drug addictions or these sex addictions, but then now there's money and power to do it all at any cost. And uh, people definitely get carried away. I've seen some, um, some very interesting things, but you know what? I think I've seen it more with comics um, than I have in the adult world. Or, and I will say I don't really hang around a lot of rock stars. That's not really my... Um, not really my jam. Right. <laughs> I'm usually in a comedy club or uh, out during the day shooting. So, but I will say, comics are where I see the most uh, self-deprecation, the most uh, destroying behavior. Uh, oh, it's all self-destructive. On the road, and they're traveling, and and there's this constant um, worry of, am I good enough? Am I doing good enough? Am I funny enough? Am I doing enough shows, you know, so there's a lot of, a lot of doubt that plays in their heads and people really just go off the deep in there. I and mean, then unfortunately, now with this fentanyl thing going in the air, a lot of people are losing their lives over it as well. Yeah, no, no, all of that, you're absolutely right. The self-destructive nature of a comedian, because you're right, they're living for the laughter and uh, it's all self-doubt. And that's where all the comedy comes from, a very dark place. At least the majority of it comes from pretty sad people. Uh, oh, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, you think, I think the it's healthier. People turn to comedy is because of the tragedy in their lives. Yeah. I mean, that's what everyone always says is tragedy plus time equals comedy. So you'll find the most tragic people on stage trying to make people laugh. No doubt. Sylvia. Self included. And you, like, but that, to that point, you think about, I think porn is healthier than comedy in the sense of, listen, you're, you completely understand you've got everything that you need to make it an OnlyFans. Sylvia Sage, look at that. Look for her movies. Because you've got everything that the guy's looking for, for that specific emotion, that specific need, like you've embraced the power. And that's what more women need to do, like embrace the power. Don't hold it back. I could not agree with that. <laughs> more. Yeah, because, I, you know, you think... the power of the, the, power of the Putin Annie. Yeah, know, I say. of course. <laughs> well, actually, I try to tell a girl, like friends, I'll go, listen... Because you'll hear those stories about buddies with wives who withhold. I go, no, no, you're missing it. You don't, you don't withhold it and dole it out because, sure, that 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 that, that starving animal will keep taking what you're giving. But in the end, when the, when a whole meal comes along, they're going to be out the door gone. So what you want to do is crush them with it. You want to hypnotize them with it, beat them to death with that thing till they can't think of anything but you. <laughs> very, very good point. <laughs> Men are dumb. We're dumb. We're so basic. They're simple. I won't say dumb. I will say simple. Yeah. They have very basic needs. Yes. No, no. We're. You can always tell when a girl has conquered her uh, uh, overall understanding of who she is. Because that dude, and by the way, you, you want to see guys, you see angry guys, aggressive guys. You ever see a guy angry after sex? No. No, yeah, he's relaxed. Hungry, hungry, maybe, but that's about it. Yeah, yeah truthful. <laughs> you know, like, like disturbingly honest in that refractory period. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's what I tell people all the time. More people should be f***ing anytime I see an angry person. It's not go f*** yourself. Hey, oh, hey, oh, 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 you're killing me sorry. on the dump. That's right, effing. I, I don't mean to. I just, I'm not used to having to censor. I'm I know. It's, it's ridiculous. But, <laughs> but you're right. More people should be effing because, no, listen, angry people 
don't start wars or go out and just start fights. They're just, you're pretty relaxed afterwards. You're like, man, I can just lay here right now. I'm pretty cool with this. Yeah, I sh- exactly. I wish you had. It's having a lot of, uh, yeah. a lot of sex right now. Not near enough. Not near <laughs> Not enough. Not <laughs> All right. Listen, yeah. Sylvia, I hope everybody checks out your OnlyFans. If you go there this month, you guys uh, check out, what's the subscription? It's, it's, it's waived for this month, for your birthday month, or it's lesser? Uh, yeah, I think it's actually free this month. So, uh, catch in while you can, that's for sure. And Sage is... will go back up. <laughs> S-A-I-G-E. So, it's not S-A-G-E, S-A-I-G-E. Sylvia Sage. Yes. and Sylvia is spelled with all eyes as well. S-I-L-V-I-A. Hey, when are you going to... Uh, what's your next movie? Do you know the title? Uh, I don't actually know the title. Uh, I do have a feature film coming up next week uh, for Sweet Sinner. Uh, so you'll see that one coming out. And then I'm doing a live for Cam Soda on the 22nd. Uh, and then I'll head to Vegas uh, the day after and be shooting uh, for, I believe it's Black. So, yeah. Excellent. Well, look, keep in touch. Let us know what's going on with you. Always great to hang. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Bye, Sylvia. Sylvia Sage. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. On the show now, Anna Sega Nicolazzi. And and we met Anna before. She uh, has been on the show before. She was a retired Brooklyn homicide prosecutor. Um... She's seen it all. I think she's 35 and 0 with her prosecutions on homicide. Uh, 50 felony cases over the over the 21-year career. Uh, season 4 of True Conviction debuting Tuesday, 9 o'clock on Investigation Discovery. Born May 31st in New York City. She served as a homicide prosecutor for over 20 years in the Brooklyn District Attorney's Office as well as serving as Chief of Trials in the Office's Homicide Bureau. She has worked on hundreds of investigations and tried over 50 felony cases, 35 of them homicides. And these days, she's co-host of the popular podcast, Anatomy of Murder, as well as hosting the Investigation Discovery and Discovery Plus series, True Conviction. Please welcome, Anna Siganico Lazi. Hey Anna, how have you been? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me back. When I was here last time, we were premiering season three, so I'm so lucky that I'm here for another round. Congratulations on that. That's not easy. Four seasons. That's all. It's strong. Yeah, I'm. Uh, we have an amazing audience. That lets us keep doing what we love to do. Why are we so weird? Like we're such a weird world. We obviously we hate uh, people being hurt. We don't. We don't love the idea of murders, but but we're drawn to it like a moth to a flame because it is so terrible. I think. I think that's exactly it. It's like you don't want to believe that these things can happen, so we're also fascinated about how they do and why they do. And and I really think that's part of the reason that true crime has the popularity that it does. Well, I think there's also a... Sometimes I think that we're also trying to study the the enemy's playbook. You know, you're like, well, if I understood this a little more, then maybe I wouldn't fall for it, you know? I I, I know it makes... I I think, no, I... 
think that you're right. I think people do look at it and say, how can I make sure that I'm not there? And unfortunately, there's no, there is no playbook for any of it. But certainly, you know, making the best decisions that we can is only a good thing. Yeah. And, and the stuff that's terrifying to me are the, uh, the people that are close to another person that they have no idea what's going on inside their brain. And they're straight up going to murder them. They're going to do it for money. They're going to do it for, because they fall in love with somebody else stuff, because they, they're, they're insane. But it's the the closeness of uh, a lot of times the the perpetrator that's frightening. And like you said, I think the fact that the victim has no idea, and it just shows how devious you know some of this is. And people say, well, there must have been warning signs. And yeah, of course, sometimes there are, but plenty of times there isn't. Now there is, you know, those sayings that we turn a, a blind eye, you know, in truth or in a lot of light or in love, and. People yeah. do, but I think when you're dealing with certain mentalities, they are that good at keeping it under wraps, what they're planning and plotting. Well, and a real sociopath, a real psychopath, has a, a way of convincing their victims that it, what's happening is not happening. Like, they just become uh, kind of almost part of an abuse cycle before the guy finally just takes what he wants. All the time. And it's like, no, no, it's, it's you, not me. And the person starts to believe, oh, okay, it must be. And, and they want it to get better, because human nature is... We are optimists. We want to believe things will get better, and especially when it comes to feelings and relationships, it's you know it's it's too easy to go there. When you, uh, I mean, you think about what you did. So for 21 years in Brooklyn, which is a, a hard place, um, and I love New York City, but it's people upon people upon people. And if you're going to get away with something, I'd say that would be one of the places you could because there's so much. Uh, movement in that city. Like if, if, you know, somebody gets killed, I mean, anybody could have done it. You're living on top of each other. There's, it's, you know, there's no crime scene that's, that's not contaminated. It's, it's just, it's just so much uh, at, at all times. There's that, you know, hide in plain sight. I'm thinking of this case that I handled. There was a police officer killed by three people, another shot, and they took off to Pennsylvania. And we used to say they would have been better off just staying in the city. Because like you said, you know, it, there's so many more places in a way to get lost. And all of a sudden when you're yeah. in these wide open spaces and the fact that you are not from there makes you kind of stick out like a sore thumb. And that's exactly what happened here. But fortunately for us, those are the type of mistakes these criminals make over and over again. How often is a detective, if you're showing sure the show, uh, Former uh, detective Anna Nicolazzi is now on, is doing this television show for the fourth season, True Conviction. But as a detective, something would make you so personally angry that you're like, I'm going to find out who did this and I'm going to bring them to justice. I'm not going to lay down on this no matter what. It, it just somehow it, it reached inside you deeper than the others. I think so many cases do that to us as prosecutors, as detectives. I think when it came to anything with a child. Right, that's just the obvious, just no. You know, you feel that way with all of them, but there's something about that purity and innocence of the child that I think it stops us all in our tracks. And while you work your hardest at all those cases, those are sure. the ones that really are just motivated to, to solve. Yeah, and being a prosecutor, it's tough because you are bound by the law, and, and, and your personal feelings really do have to go to the wayside, though. They do, because it's about the evidence. I might yeah. think someone did something, and I might have my personal feelings, but that has no place in the courtroom. It is about the evidence and making sure that it is gathered in the right way and then showing the jury that there is no reasonable doubt other than this is the person who committed the crime and this is the evidence that proves it. And so we are guided by the evidence, and I need to leave my personal feelings aside. And it's, it's really hard because, you know, there's a world demanding for justice and and, you know, they're bad guys out there, and, it's, and it falls upon you, and we're only human. I, you know, over the years, we interviewed Damian Eccles from the West Memphis Three numerous times and, and, and really spent hours and hours with him on the air. And, you know, what that kid went through, he was just a weird kid in West Memphis and got railroaded because they, they called for the, they wanted the boogeyman caught, and that's what happened to him. He was a poor kid with no money, and he had real no way to defend himself. They were the weird kids. And, hell, he almost got, you know, got all the way down to death row and smoked. Yeah, and I think it's that's a prime example, you know, better for guilty to go free than for an innocent to be unfairly convicted. And I believe in our system. I believe we have to get it right. And the stakes are so high, not just to the victims, which is obviously my motivator, but to the defense, too. I want to get it right. I want to make sure that the right. evidence we have is has me convinced beyond any doubt, you know, that which is a higher standard than what I need to show the jury. But I should not be going into that courtroom unless I have no doubt whatsoever that this is the person or people and I have the evidence to prove it. You, uh, I, I love this stuff. I could I literally, 
I'm sure that, you know, it's obviously in your heart and it's what you did uh, as a prosecutor for 21 years. But then you also, you know, this TV show takes up a great deal of time. Do you ever get to a place where you're like, I can't talk about crime anymore? I can't talk about the sadness anymore? I don't know what it says about my brain, but no. I love talking about this. I care about it. I think it's important to talk about it because I think it's only through that awareness and insight could we ever get change. But I definitely have my moments, you know, outside of work, but I just need to clear my mind and go for a run or do something that is the opposite of this dark world that I live in. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm conflicted because I'll listen to it all the time. And I, I, I like you, I'm, I'm compelled, though, to, to listen, to watch True Conviction, uh, to listen to these shows, to try to figure it out in my head why these people and how they're doing it and how they got caught and why they, and the, and the last thing I know you got to go, but they always, it seems like there's a, a segment, a large segment of, of these, the murderers that really feel that they've outwitted the system. They're going to get it away. They'll look you right in the eye and almost smirk while they're telling you, almost dare you to find them. All the time, but fortunately we do, because I do believe they make mistakes. They always think they're smarter than you. You know, the, our premiere episode, which happens in New Haven, Connecticut, uh, tomorrow night it'll be Kansas City, 9 p.m. It's exactly that. You know, they thought that they were smarter than everyone. They thought they'd get into a car and escape, but the piece of evidence will trickle forward to outsmart the criminals themselves. And luckily for our criminal justice system, we see that time and time again. So I hope uh, your audience there will stay tuned and be in tune tomorrow night. Thank you. It's always good to hear your voice. And uh, man, don't don't wait till next season, right? Stop by again. Thank you. I appreciate it. I will. I don't know why. I think there's that part of me too that I get bent because you'll see these uh, these crimes played out, and they're telling the story about how the guy was really almost smirking, almost, Mm -hmm. and he, he. he, he feels like, I got I got it. You can't pin this on me. Just and they're idiots. like, we know you did it, but we don't have the evidence yet. And they just keep going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And he won't break and they won't let up. And you just and he pisses you off. You're like, mm-hmm. you killed that kid. Like, this. Right. I could never be a prosecutor, by the way. No, you could not. No. <laughs> not a chance. Because yeah, it is about the law. But I have a sense of right and wrong that it, it overrides that. Yeah. And that you cannot do because you have to have a fair trial, even if you are a POS. The tough part of that, too, is the the show that's on A&E with Dan Abrams where they show stuff go down in a courtroom. They show a lot of, like, either it's mostly dads, but dads who've had either children killed or a daughter assaulted or whatever, and they show them, like, just freak out in the courtroom. Like of the course. guy, the guy will get off and he's smirking and he's laughing and he's looking at the family or whatever. And I love those videos because the dad, even oh, yeah. if it's for a second— he gets to jump that wall and just get a little bit of vengeance. Yeah, I, I can tell you, if I was the bailiff or the guy, security guy, I'd be oh. like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't see him jump. I was sneezing. <laughs> it's taking me uh, so long to get over oh, there. Oh, my goodness, I'm stuck in this chair. <laughs> <laughs> hope he doesn't bust that table with his head. Yeah, it's it, yeah. no, that's why I couldn't have been a police officer because, you know, you got to follow the law, right? And they're like, well, today's the day. You have to go evict so-and-so out of their house. This, this mm-hmm. old lady, you're like, I can't do that. Yeah. Or you, you know, you know that person's abusing that little kid. Oh, and you yeah. show up and you're like, but that's, you still have to be found guilty in a court of law and things have, you have to happen. To have the evidence too. And I'm like, oh no, he fell down the stairs he, <laughs> six times. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. You just... Dad's oh. so clumsy. Yeah. Our next guest is a Canadian-based freelance journalist who is here today to talk about his recent article for Vice, detailing documentation of 20 years of UFO sightings in Canada, recently released by the Canadian government. Please welcome Daniel Otis. Hey Daniel, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Hey, uh, off the off the subject, real quick of UFOs. Did uh, Vice used to have an office in Amsterdam? <laughs> uh, I, I, they have satellite offices all over the place. I, I actually can't answer that. question. Okay, because because I, I I just I was like, man, I know I was pretty high, but I'm sure I walked by and saw the Vice logo in the window, and it was one of the offices. And I just I just thought it was interesting. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so. It was one of those things that in my memory, I'm like, ah, we did eat a lot of those truffles, but I'm pretty sure I actually saw it. So, well, it was much like UFOs, which I do believe. I, I'm not, I think it's ridiculous to think we're the only life forms in, in this ever created. And it's all on one planet, and then there's all these other places, universe, you know, just goes out and out and out and not be something out there. What I'm worried about is we're the idiots of the of the whole thing, and that, that they're watching us, and pretty soon they're going to get tired of us screwing around and stomp on us like an anthill. Well, I'm not sure about that. Listen, you know, this recent story I did uh, through Canadian Freedom of Information Laws, we were able to obtain nearly 300 pages of UFO reports, most of them from, uh, from professional pilots, but there's also ones in there from soldiers, police officers. Legitimate. Etc. Yeah, but, you know, there's no, there's no definitive answer as to what these folks are seeing. But I think it's safe to say that, you know, UFOs exist. People who, you know, have a good idea of what ought to be in the sky are seeing things they can't explain. So, you know, by definition, they exist. The real question is, what are they? And I think we're only going to get closer to that answer is if we start taking this, you know, material seriously and start, you know, actually listening to the people who have these kinds of unusual experiences. Well, and, you know, if we can treat it as a scientific issue, maybe we'll get closer to those answers. Well, and, and it, well, the thing is, we all believe, right, that uh, a higher life form, it's going to be this evolved, peaceful uh, understanding. They've gotten past what we can't get past. And I just think, what if they haven't? I mean, watch, watch what's happening right now. We think we're such a, an evolved world. We're watching Putin, you know, go to the Ukraine simply to obtain more landmass. And, you know, we thought we were past that part of just grabbing stuff by, by force for no apparent reason. And, uh, you know, you think, man, maybe we, maybe we shouldn't reach out to the universe because, well, goddamn, man, what if, what if, that's, what if we never have gotten better? What if, if it's the evolution is simply they'll just come and take what we got? Maybe, maybe, you know. Uh, one thing's for certain, uh, listen, we're on a planet circling one star in a galaxy that has over a billion stars. Right. And there's over a billion galaxies in the known universe. You know, the, the chances of other life forms being out there, I think anyone will say it's pretty high. The question is, is there life forms out there advanced enough to traverse space and time? I don't know. I don't know. Um, but if they did, they probably, yeah, you're right, they'd see uh, some uh, civilization that's, you know, quite close to its violent animal roots. That's what we are. Yeah, no, we're, we're, in that, we're in that second grade pushing each other down on the playground phase of evolution still. I'd be inclined to agree with that. Yeah, some of us have learned to stop pooping our pants, but others have not. And this is just our, this is our, on the evolutionary timeline, that's about where we are. 
something like that. Yeah, yeah. So, so by the way, what got you interested in in the, in the UFOs? Are you a hard UFOologist? Are you? Do you always follow this, or is it just an interesting no, thing for you to write about? No, not at all. Um, I, I've been working as a journalist for over a decade. I've written for uh, more than two dozen publications, including Slate, The Diplomat, Toronto Star, etc. Over the past year, I've started diving into the UFO subject, and what really inspired me was in uh, December 2017, the New York Times released this bombshell investigation that said, one, uh, the U.S. government has been pumping millions of dollars of taxpayers' money into you know, researching UFOs, and two, military personnel in the United States are encountering pretty unusual things, you know, things traveling faster than the speed of sound, making right-angle turns without slowing down, etc. So reading that news in the New York Times really inspired me to start digging around to see what sort of data and procedures were available here in Canada. And lo and behold, you know, through our freedom of information laws, uh, in this particular instance, I was able to obtain nearly 300 pages of reports, you know, predominantly from pro- uh, professional pilots. Some of those reports are pretty recent, too. You know, for example, in uh, July of this past summer, there was a Canadian military transport plane on its way to pick up at-risk personnel in Afghanistan. And while flying over the North Atlantic, it, uh, quote, saw a bright green flying object that flew into a cloud and disappeared. Flying parallel to the Canadian military flight was a Dutch KLM flight from Boston to Amsterdam that saw the exact same thing. You know, they called the tower. The tower notified the Air Force. Uh, and as well as uh, Canadian transportation authorities. And that's why, you know, we have a document trail and we have these documents sitting in front of me. These things are recent. And then the same sightings, you know, in my other stories, we've documented Canadian military sightings that go back to the early 1950s, the dawn of the Cold War. So there's a great deal of uh, historical continuity going back the past 70 years with, you know, pilots, soldiers, police officers making pretty unusual reports. No, it, it is truly, I, I don't know how we can deny that there's something out there and it's real. And it's not another country's uh, current weaponry. Because, trust me, if they had something that was as fast and as, and as able as, as what we're seeing, they would have been like, hey, just so you know, we have this. You should just quit now because there's nothing you can do about it. it, it it's going to be from another place. There's nothing, you know, once you start seeing hardened military pilots and, and, you know, you can hear the audio when they're talking to us. There's recorders in those cockpits. They're talking to the co-pilot. They're talking back to their base. And they're, and they're explaining what they're seeing. And you can hear the incredulous nature of, of what they're like. I, I, this is not even possible. And you just go, this is not a, a psychosis. It's not crazy. This is not a hallucination. He's really seeing something. And it's really happening. And he's really able to describe it. And he's a knowledgeable, educated guy. That There's no way for us to refute the, the, that something is happening. And the obvious, what is it, Occam's razor? The most, the, the, the most obvious explanation is the one. It's, it's going to be something that flies. Yeah, yeah, and that it's insane to pretend that we're all alone. You know, but even to respond to the naysayers, you know, if some people say, ah, you know, this is all probably secret military technology. And if that were true, it would mean that, you know, a government or a group has basically created a new propulsion system and a new energy source that, you know, could completely eliminate our dependence on fossil fuels. So of course. All of this stuff is made on Earth. It means that, you know, we're, we're dealing with a new technology that could change humanity. And the implications are still huge. Sure, of course. And, and that's why I believe it isn't, because we wouldn't, we wouldn't keep it uh, undercover. There's, there's no good reason. If we had that kind of weaponry, we'd let the other people know, because that's what you do. And if you, if you had it that could work for, uh, to make the world better, of course you would release it, because it would make your country only stronger. So it's... You know, it's definitely whatever we see, I do believe, with all my heart, just using simple logic, it's it's from another place. I just hope, uh, you know, I, I think, because you go down this rabbit hole, if a UFO were to land from another place, there's a segment in society would freak out and not come back from it because of religion, because it offsets their, their whole, you know, the earth created in seven days, and, and there's one God, and, and, and that, that controls this, and this is the only thing that's ever been created and you would just see people go apes. Yeah, I, I, and I think if you look at some of the early material from the U.S. government, you know, they were getting sightings uh, from World War. The sightings started coming into the U.S. military in the World War II. And, and there's documents that say we don't want to induce mass hysteria. We have to keep this stuff under wraps. 
you know, because it, it, it were, you know, evidence to exist that E.T. was visiting Earth, obviously that would throw entire paradigms, worldviews, religions on their head. Um, so there, there are internal documents from the U.S. military discussing that they don't want to invoke mass hysteria. Sure. No, no, you've just, un, you've literally unwound everything they believe in, everything they fight for, everything that keeps them from killing each other and stealing and, and raping and pillaging and, and, and keep from spinning off the earth. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's a crazy subject, but listen, read for yourself. All you got to do is find Daniel Otis on Vice. All of it is there. And I appreciate your time today, my friend. Thanks so much for having me. Hi, man. See you later. Hi, you know, that's, uh, that was one of the things I remember reading about, just like he was saying, that our government said, look, we can't go out. We can't go low. We can't go out with this and say there's UFOs. There's aliens from another place mm-hmm. because everybody in our, in our country believes this version of creationism. For the most part. And, that, and then each, you know, country has, there's many religions, but they're all based in the only one true God, right? Mm-hmm. And then you go, oh, I guess there's a whole other thing you don't know about. <laughs> and their heads go, Poof. Some people argue that religion was invented to keep people from killing each other, from becoming terrible people, because you had to have some kind of a cosmic police officer. If you do this, you'll go to hell and burn in the fire. If you do this, if you do this, if you do this, he's always watching. There's no way to get away from him. I'm not refuting religion. I'm telling you what some ideas are. It keeps me accountable. Right. Uh, and then you go, uh, Sorry. We're just low on the evolution chains, and all of a sudden, bam, it's all naked apes and boners out there. (laughs) This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.